Better listen very carefully. A good martial artist does not become tense, but ready. Essentially, at this point, the fight is over. So you pretty much flow with the goal. Who is worthy to be trusted with the secret to limitless power? I'm ready. Welcome to another Bulletproof for BJJ podcast. And we are on episode number six. Milestone. Milestone. We've made it. We have. Now, tell me, Joe, there is a common misconception within the jiu-jitsu community, and we, we need to dispel this. Many misconceptions, but let's zero in on this one. Uh, a lot of folks think that Brazilian jiu-jitsu is a fitness solution. Bom, bom. Incorrect. The, uh, I, guess the, I guess the way that people see it is it's like, well, I go to this thing and I sweat and it's hard work and, you know, I get a bit of a pump on and it's, you know, whatever, it tires me out. So mm. I'm exercising uh, and that is making me fitter and healthier. And yes and no. Like it, to a certain extent, if you've done nothing, doing that is, yeah, doing some activity. That's really good. And I, I, the thing I hear, which is, is probably a misconception, is people who want to start jiu-jitsu say, oh, I'm going to go get fit for jiu-jitsu. I'm going to go running and I'm going to lose 10 kilos and then I'm going to start jiu-jitsu. And I actually think that is a mistake. But the thought that, oh, if I do jiu-jitsu, well, I'll just get fit and strong and flexible and it'll sort me out is not actually the case. It's not true. Yeah, well, here's, here's where I think that this, um, that this kind of belief is um, misconceived, could we say? Um, here's the problem is that for a lot of folks, and I think that this is a very, um, this is very cultural for the West. Um, and you can think about it. Like if you talk to our parents generation, sure. um, the, the body is viewed very much as a, as a machine that essentially, um, responds to like output, yep. right? So it's like, well, if I can, um, spend 20 minutes on a stationary bike, or if I can go for a walk each day, uh, then I'm keeping my heart healthy and then that my, then my health is good. Mm. So it's this very kind of cardiovascular kind of centric view of health, right? Yes. Now, obviously, you've got to have a strong, healthy heart. That's something that we know. However, as guys who are in this realm of strength and mobility development, we are more interested in the mechanical side of the body. Yes. And what we know and what any good strength coach knows is that if you can uh, improve somebody's mechanics, you also improve their internal health. So you, in, you improve their cardiovascular health. You, you improve um, brain function. You improve everything because the, the body is run by all of these systems, right? Yes. So it's like we say, you don't really, like, don't bother about going out and doing cardio, but just do more strength work, more mobility work. And that's going to allow your cardio to improve by what you're doing at jiu-jitsu, right? So I, uh, going back to that point that a lot of people see it as like this cardio-centric thing, it's like, well, yeah, if you, if, you, if you think that just getting your heart pumping hard a few times a week and sweating is all you need for health, then it would make sense that if you go jogging a few times or if you do jiu-jitsu a few times or if you, um, I don't know, fucking kick a soccer ball around a few times, that you're going to be healthy, right? Yes. Now, um, we know that that's not the case. 
True. Because here's the thing, man. You can you can go jogging every fucking day. You can ride the stationary bike. You can roll hard at jujitsu. But if your mechanics are shit, it doesn't matter how strong your heart is. You can't move in a body that that has poor mechanics. And if you extrapolate that out from like, okay, you're in your 20s or your 30s now, you're a little bit stiff, whatever, you're getting around. Extrapolate that out to you're now 70 years old, you're at retirement age, you've had 70 years or you've had a, uh, essentially a lifetime of wear and tear on the body, contact sport or not, you start to become a prisoner of that body. Mm. If you can't fucking move, man, it's not looking good, right? No. Statistically, you're likely to trip, you're likely to break your hip. Yeah, and then and statistically after that, you're likely to die, right? Like it's a real slippery slope of negative health effects that happen to older populations yep. as a result of losing mobility, right? So, um, you know, bringing it back down, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but I think for a lot of people, it's like the, they're, they're not looking or they're just not aware, they don't have the awareness to think like, all right, like, yeah, there are benefits to, uh, health benefits to jujitsu. I am getting stronger in certain ways. I am sweating a bunch. I'm burning calories. Mm. That's good, you know, because I'm trying to maintain a balance here. I don't want to put on too much weight. Um, but then they're neglecting to look at, well, what are the downsides of this sport? Yeah. What's the damage that's occurring to your body on a daily basis? And what are the issues that perhaps you already had coming into it that you're just working around that yeah. aren't getting addressed? You shouldn't, like, if, you, if your car has like a really, you know, dodgy brakes, should you go rally driving? Uh, maybe get your car fixed. Like this, so, you know, to not like, I agree with you, Joe, in terms of we have a very mechanistic view of our body and it's not that simple. But we try to put it in terms that we can attain because all the chemical equations that go on in our body, we can't, you know, fully quantify unless we are, you know, uh, a biochemist. But essentially... If you structurally have issues and now you're going to put it into the most chaotic, stressful environment possible, like, for example, the, the common thing, which is if you, if you live in gyms or if you've been to a gym, people will come in and say, yeah, I, yeah, I, I would do weights. I don't want to get too bulky. You know, this is like a real – building muscle is hard. It's always little guys that say that. <laughs> no, I've probably said that myself. Yeah, I think well, I, I, hear it, little guy. I, I hear it from women as well. I hear it from a you lot of people. You do hear it from women a lot. Culturally, it's like, I don't, I don't want to get big and muscular. It's okay, get, I, I get it. Yeah, but that's actually way harder to do than you imagine. It doesn't happen overnight. No. It's like you got to work really fucking hard at this for many years. You can't wave that wand and go, oh, now I'm big and bulk. No, like your nutrition needs to support that. Your sleep needs to support that. You probably haven't even got that right already. And I'm not saying this as a sledge or a negative thing, but I'm saying it's the same thing when people come to jiu-jitsu. They're like, yeah, I want to engage in something. <laughs> Any jiu-jitsu instructor or gym is not going to go, all right, yeah, we'll sign you up. Um, but you can expect to have, you know, maybe a crippling injury in the first six months. You're going to have to outlay this much money for physio. That injury may stay with you if you don't rehab it correctly. And by the time that you're at a level that you want to keep doing this, you physically can't, you know, then we might have to suspend your gym membership. You know, like no, you never get to hear about this subtext of jujitsu. The reality of this, this journey that you're on. Yeah. And, and I, guess what, I guess what we're talking about now is, guys, if you are early on, this journey or even if you're not even if you're coming to this a bit later and your body is now a little bit more banged up and you are feeling the stiffness and you are feeling the tightness we need to address it we can't just keep going and ignoring it and going well when i roll and I, i'm full of adrenaline and i you know we all want to touch that magic feeling of our bodies being elastic right and adrenaline 
is a hell of a drug. Um, so yeah, your body feels elastic when you're rolling and you're warm, but when you stop rolling and you sit in the car and you cool down and your hip flexors tighten up and your back aches and your shoulders round and you can barely get out of the car to go home, this is a problem, guys. We can't just keep ignoring this. And I think thinking that jujitsu is going to solve your physical problems is, it's not, that's like, that. yeah, I, I think Tim Ferriss said something like, it's like buying uh, llamas to solve a grass problem. Hmm. Like llamas will spit and kick and fight and cause all kinds of, like get a mower. Like, like you know, there's simpler ways to solve your problem. So I'm not, I'm not saying this as, a disincentive to do jujitsu, but we all need to take stock of where we are so that we can work on that outside of working on our beast skills and our ability to choke people, etc. Yeah. Um, I think that like, I think that uh, how this plays out in the day to day for a lot of folks is you go to like, say you go to the gym and let's, let's paint the picture of the, of the standard standard person who goes to the standard gym um, they walk in, it's a big gym, there's machines and shit everywhere. There's a bunch of people that aren't talking to each other and uh, they don't know, like you're in the gym, you don't know what the fuck to do, right? Like mm. you, you're not a coach. You don't really, you know, you've never been on a, on a particularly um, enriching journey of strength training. So you're like, all right, machines and shit, whatever, I'm going to get into it. Mm. And you go and do a workout and it's kind of lackluster and you do that for, you know, whatever. Let's say you do it for a couple of years, right? This is a really standard story going to an anytime fitness and just getting fuck all out of it two years down the track. And then you go to your first jiu-jitsu class and you're just thrown into this fire of like crazy techniques that require heaps of coordination and cool submissions that you've seen on the UFC. And, and then you're rolling and it's like this experience that is, is at an intensity you've, you've never had before. You've yeah. like fucked tasting this, this deliciousness. The glory. Yeah, it's like fuck me. And you, you leave that session and you're absolutely wrecked, right? Mm. And you're like, that shit was so fucking amazing. Fun. Yeah. I am definitely going back to that. Mm. You can see very easily how someone goes, fuck my gym membership. Yeah. I'm going to go train jits because yeah. this thing is awesome. That's the fun stuff, right? And your coach is like, man, you need to train jits. This thing is awesome. And you're like, excellent. All your teammates like, how good's jits? Right? They're like, <laughs> yeah. You join the social group on the Facebook group and what, join, yeah, the, join and, the cult. Yeah. And you're in. Um, the, the thing is, is that yes, it is really fucking enjoyable. But it's also, uh, I think, to look at it from a different way, it's an indulgence and it's, it's a privilege that you get because you're putting your body on the line every time you go there, right? Yes. And as we know, the majority of people will cop a serious injury at some point in their jiu-jitsu career. Uh, the vast majority of practitioners will cop repeated, maybe not serious, but like still pretty fucking disruptive injuries multiple times throughout their journey. Maybe it's just 12 months at white belt and then you quit. You're going to get injured a few times, right? You're yes. going to have to go to the physio, fuck my elbow, back sore, like little mm. things, little bits of maintenance, whatever. So um, this, this expectation then that our training has to be super fun all the time, I think this is where the problem is for a lot of people. Yeah, people get spoiled. They get spoiled. Yeah. And it's like you can go to jiu-jitsu seven days a week and yeah. you can do open mats and all that. But the thing is, is you have a responsibility. We fucking say this all the time. You have a responsibility to do this other work, yes. right? To work on the mechanics. And it's generally not as fun, right? I can, I, yeah, definitely. I would much rather just turn up at jujitsu and roll just and roll. have fun with my mates. Yeah. Then like, okay, I'm going to go and do my, my strength work and my stretching and spend 90 minutes on that. But I know that my body is in a different place 
because I invest the time in that. And that allows me to con- continue to enjoy jujitsu. Yes. So it's just a responsibility, right? It's a responsibility on being a human. It's like you take your car to get fixed. You go get your fucking blood test done at the doctor every so often. Like yeah. you take stock of where you're at to use your, your expression there. Um, you cannot get addicted to just having a fun, hard workout every time. And this is what I wanted to say. Um, I can't remember the comedian, but he said, he was talking about crack. And he's like, crack's got to be pretty good, right? Like I saw a guy eating out at a dumpster so he could sustain his crack lifestyle. <laughs> Doesn't that make you think, how good must it be? Doesn't that tempt you to want to try it? That it's so good you would give up eating normal food, eat out of a dumpster to just to keep it up? That's like jujitsu people. <laughs> 100%. Because people, like, and it, it's understandable that it's addictive because you get the flow state, you get the dopamine, you get the community. Like, there's so get many. The physical touch. The physical touch, the squash, the crush, the victory, the revenge. It's a melodrama. It's everything, right? It's, and then you can just get up at the end of it, hug your partner, and walk away. That's actually amazing. You know, it's very rare anything else has that. That said, <laughs> We, we have this jujitsu addiction, but actually to keep it up without going full homeless mode, we do need to look after ourselves. Sucking and- dicks for cheeseburgers. <laughs> I got these cheeseburgers, <laughs> man. Got spare change, man. <laughs> <laughs> but the truth is like, it's not that bad. Like if we want to have our candy, we got to, you know, we got to bounce it out. Like we need to eat our vegetables. We all know it. We're all adults. That's right. You're a fucking adult. You have to yeah. be mature about this thing. Exactly. And, and look, and this is as simple as I would put it. No one should be more interested in your health and your well-being than you. Like, why? why? <laughs> I mean, I'm interested. Even though we're more interested. We are. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you should be more interested. You should also 100%. be more interested. You know, in the same way, like you should be interested in the well-being, like your, your financial health and, you know, looking after your car and all these things. And I, I say this as somebody who has neglected my financial health and neglected my car in the name of just doing jujitsu and just training. And it is an addictive behavior, which means you give up your attention on other things that facilitate your life to do one thing. Now, some people say it's de- dedication. Some people say it's focus, but this is a, a willful ignorance. The truth is, Jiu-jitsu brings wear and tear and you must look after yourself. Yeah, a really good expression um, that I heard on that from uh, a fellow that we both know, Justin Lang. Um, shout out to Justin. Sh- yep. Justin. Um, he said, and I think he heard this from somebody else, but he said that um, going to the gym and working on your strength and your mobility and, and looking after your body, that is, the, that is collecting firewood. And then training jujitsu is burning that firewood. Yes. And I thought that that was a really good analogy because it, it just paints the picture that you are, you are burning through a resource where every time you do it. Mm. Now, we've already sort of touched on some of the obvious benefits of jujitsu, which we're all familiar with, but let's talk about what some of those burning of the firewood um, elements are, right? Mm. So what, what, are we, what, what, what are we talking about there? What kind of damage is someone doing to themselves every time they train jiu-jitsu? Well, we have the um, obvious production of waste products in the body. So when you're producing lactate, um, the, the, the series of events that we need is we need to recombine it with oxygen to turn it back to pyruvate, which is a substance that we can turn back into muscle energy, ATP. But if you've, you know your forearms are pumping out, you're fighting to the death, the round timer goes, and then you're like, oh my God, 
I fought to the death. Now I'm just going to lie. Like it's the end of the class. I'm just going to lie here. You still have lactate sitting there in your muscles. You still have nitrogen waste sitting there in your muscles. You not moving, you just pulling up next to your mate and being like, how good is the UFC? Chat, chat, chat. And not actively doing anything actually means, and, and the analogy that I draw is like rinsing your cup. Say you've had a Milo or you've had a coffee or whatever mm, in Milo. the mug. Mm, Milo, old school, multi. Um, and you say to yourself, I haven't got time to rinse my cup. And you leave it there on the sink. You come back a couple hours later, it's oxidized, it's hardened. Scrub you, that Milo. You've got to scrub, you've got to get the brush now. Yeah. But if you rinse the cup when it's like, like it just rinses out, right? Like it's almost clean. Like you rinse it and then put it in the dishwasher, right? Doing mobility work and doing, uh, Stretching work post class to aid your recovery is like rinsing the cup. It's so much easier. But if you just leave those waste products in your muscles, the tissues are a bit broken down, and you don't improve that circulation and get rid of those waste products and start the recovery process, you are gonna be sore. Great. What else? I think um, one of the ones that that you know people maybe don't consider too much is um, wear and tear on your joints. Yes, a hundred percent. Right, so here's the thing. We know that joints joints are designed to be used. Tendons and ligaments are designed to be loaded, right? Um, uh, well, tendons are designed to be loaded. Ligaments are designed to hold shit together. But, but these tissues require force and load to be put through them. Uh, so movement is essential and, and, and moving in different ways is essential, right? This is largely how we respond or how the connective tissue responds to strength training. It's what, what makes strength training so good. However, there's, there's a degree of uh, underdosing or overdosing that occurs with this stuff. Yeah, too much of a good thing or too much of one thing, right? Flexion. So, you know, so say like, and, and on top of that, every person has their own unique kind of limits, um, uh, structural weaknesses and pre-existing injuries. Like for me, I tore my meniscus, um, I don't know, many years ago, trained jiu-jitsu, right? Tore my meniscus, was an acute injury, really fucking sore, gave it a couple of months, came good. But now I know that there's certain positions in jiu-jitsu that uh, aggravate that meniscus. So I avoid them. I don't go into those positions and I'm generally pretty good and it's not an issue. But you can understand like, okay, I can feel the pain. Okay, I've, I've hurt, I've, I've sort of re-injured that meniscus a little bit. But let's say if I pull it back a few degrees there to the point where maybe I don't feel acute pain the next day, but man, if I'm getting into situations like tr- trying to use my open guard, reverse De La Hiva, De La Hiva's type stuff, whatever, I can definitely be aggravating that knee to yes. a degree, right? So there is micro trauma that's happening all the time throughout your whole body yeah. and- Obviously, as we've said, some like a degree of that is good and necessary and helps you become stronger, but there is too much of it. And jujitsu definitely on the whole probably gives you more than you need. Yes. Right? Overload on the joints and that kind yeah. of thing. And also with the external force of well, if we if we bring it back to that gym analogy, you, you go to the gym and, and you lift a weight, you are fighting the weight against gravity. That is a pretty static level of resistance. Now, you could use a resistance band that's a bit more dynamic, or you could use chains to make a movement harder. When you're fighting another human, that is the most dynamic resistance. You're, yeah, like, they're like adjusting their attack on your yeah, arm. And, and, then they, like and then they just grab your pinky and twist your pinky. And I love the pinky sub. Oh, the pinky sub. And that's the thing. There's, I, I tell you, actually, I got this from judo, which like – my hands are never sorer than after judo because you take the strongest grip you can and then someone forcibly 
breaks your grip mm. with their knee, their shin, their hand. They twist your fingers off and you gripping as hard as you can and then having that level of tension around the joints and having it forced open is so stressful on those tissues. If we don't do some remedy work, hey, we're, you know, don't get me wrong, I respect the old school martial artists. I respect people who gave their lives and their bodies to an art, but you don't want to be, you know, 50 years old and can't sign your own name with a pen or, you know, just basic things. Yeah, we're not, we're, we're, I mean, I think anyone watching this, listening to this could agree, we'd all love to avoid having to have fucking surgeries. Yeah. I'd be great if you didn't have to have back surgery. Yeah. Great if you didn't have your knee reconstructed. Of course. Like, so let's, you know, I think we can all agree we're here to like try and tread a path that's, that's less destructive. Yes. While still retaining similar levels of savagery on the mats. Of course. Um, and so what do you see, Joe, as a fitness solution? If jujitsu is not a fitness solution, but we love jujitsu and we're doing jujitsu, what do we now do? What, what can we do knowing that we are willfully putting ourselves in a degree of harm's way? Great question, JT. I think that, um, look, the, for us, it's very clear. Uh, Jiu-jitsu will cause damage to your body and will also cause you to have some very specific mobility deficiencies, right? Tight hip flexors, really tight like abs and kind of muscles through the front of the body, rounded shoulders, forward head, um, which really, this is, like, this, is, this is affecting your posture in a really critical way. So the training that you do outside of jiu-jitsu first and foremost, has to address those deficiencies, right? It has to help open you up. It has to restore um, good spinal extension. It has to restore good functional shoulder blades that, that move, right? And, and that comes down to a combination of mobility and strength training, yes. right? So it's like a bit of stretching, a bit of lifting, a bit of body weight strength. This is the stuff that's one, going to balance you out, but two, it's going to help to improve your mechanics so that you can be like a race car on the racetrack rather than a shitbox on yeah. the racetrack that's had, maybe it's had a reasonable size engine dumped in it yeah. and it's going to run hard for, for you know, a few laps and then before it blows up. Yes. So uh, that, that combo of strength and mobility for me is like, that's what you need. It's not about going for a jog. It's not about drilling more. Because here's the thing, and this is, this is something I wanted to, to mention was, um, someone asked us, uh, one of our Bulletproof fam said, oh, hey, it'd be cool if you guys could put out a program to help uh, like with jujitsu specific warm-up movements. Yeah. And so I'm thinking, all right, this guy wants fucking hip escapes, you know, shrimping, inversions, the same movements that we do in warm-ups in every jujitsu class. Yes. The fucking problem is with those movements is, yeah, they're essential for jujitsu, but they don't address your issues. So you see these guys rolling in super stiff and tight, they can do all of those movements because they've found a way to, to do it. Yes. But they're still tight and all fucked up. So you need to do the stuff that's going to stop you being so tight and fucked up yep. outside of jiu-jitsu yes. so that you can then be better at jiu-jitsu. Yeah, you've got to smooth off the rough edges. Like You've got to do that counter work because I guess what you, what you guys should uh, – and, and you'd probably be aware of it. We see it more and more, people looking down at their phones, You know, people sitting on the laptop. I get it now. You know, we're spending more time on computers, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, we're doing it right now, we're right? Doing, yeah, a little bit sitting in the, in the chair, chair, you know? Um, as you're talking about posture, I'm like... Trying yeah, to, automatically, <laughs> right? Shoulders just, pull back. Uh, yeah. My posture's so good. It's not. Um, but that said, like, I, I am aware of it. I think a lot of people are not aware of it. And if, if, we're, not to, if we're not tuning in with ourselves, because it's very easy for us to just take a pill, right? 
Oh, my back's a bit sore. Have painkiller. Oh, knee's a bit swollen. Have the anti-inflammatory. And this is all just Band-Aid stuff. This, and, and then we're not really doing the work we need to sustain us. And by virtue of it not being sustainable, we should stop it because where it leads is long-term disability. Uh, big injury. You know, and we don't, we don't want that. And look, you know, it can happen to anyone. I've had my share of serious injuries. I've been very fortunate to avoid surgery. Um, it, but that said, I'm also far more wary of a, a white belt, huge strong white belt coming, oh, yeah, just come off doing some powerlifting, some rugby, and, you know, I want to do something a bit more relaxed. Go, <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. this is frightening. Um, but, you know, whereas if you're just somebody who's come in, you, you don't know any better, you're like, oh, yeah, I guess I'll give this guy a shot, you know, and, and this person is, is an injury machine and you don't know that. So we've got to make sure you're prepared. And, and, the, the, and just, to, the, you know, they're an injury machine, but you are too when you're yeah. new, right? Yeah. And the combination of these two special S- beings two injury engaging machines. in the world's most dynamic and fucked up sport <laughs> really equates to one hell of a fucking injury risk. Oh, it is. For anybody. Like, yeah. And so that's why I, I definitely feel it doesn't matter if you are a long-term jujitsu head and you're, you're coming back to training off a bit of a layoff. Because I had that recently. I helped rehab a guy. He's a purple belt, lovely guy. He started feeling really good. We'd done like a couple of, couple of mobility sessions. like, man, you've cured me. I feel great. And I said, oh, take it easy. Don't go back to jiu-jitsu yet. We actually need to start getting some resistance training going. But what did he do? He's like, I feel good. I jumped in. I rolled. He called me. He's like, oh, man. Got some bad news. <laughs> I've hurt my back. <laughs> it's like he's like, no, 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 it's, it's okay because it's a new injury. It's not an old one. It's, I'm like, a new injury is not a good thing. What are you talking about? We talked about this, man. You drive me crazy. So unfortunately, it's it's fortunate because it shows that yes, the method works. Doing the mobility will get you to a place of feeling better, but then you have to do the reinforcing. You've got to do the things that are going to act as insurance against these. Issues. So it doesn't matter if you're a long-termer or you're a newbie. I guess, at least from where I'm coming from, we, we want to make sure that you can enjoy jiu-jitsu as much as you want. It means you have to pay a small cost, a small investment to look after yourself. 100%. And I would say that this is a universal recommendation f- for people doing any sport. Yeah. You want to play soccer on the weekend with your mates? You need to do the work in the gym to fucking allow for that. Yes. You want to just do rock climbing? Great. You got to do the work. Even if you just sit at a fucking office desk, you got to do the work, right? Mm. Like, like outside of sitting at the, you know, you got to go to the gym, you got to look after your mobility. This is just part of being a human and, and jujitsu will only accelerate the negative effects of life in a sense. So I think the obligation is only heavier on people who are training in this sport. Yeah. And I, and I think that the more that we can have this conversation and then also direct people to solutions like what is my fitness solution or what is my method of improving my mobility or improving my strength, the better off people are going to be. And so I think that's a good place to leave it, man. And uh, in terms of you guys finding out more about what you can do to help, um, you know, have a fitness solution so you can keep doing jiu-jitsu and keep kicking butt, um, you can find us at Bulletproof for BJJ on Instagram. Uh, or if you want to go to our website and Actually, check out the program. It's www.bulletproofthebjj.com. Yep. Uh, take the free trial on the website. You can see the whole program there. Don't pay anything for seven days. 
rip in, jump on our Facebook group, um, share this podcast with someone. If you, if you found it helpful, take a screenshot of it, tag your mates, post on your Instagram. Helps to support the show and it helps to just educate uh, people like you so that we can all enjoy this sport for many years to come. Definitely. Thank you, Joey. Thank you, JT. Awesome. Awesome.